Welcome to this episode of Raising Kellen, the podcast to motivate, inspire, and educate parents raising kids with special needs. I am your host, Marsh Naidu. I would love to introduce to you Levi Irwin and his mom, Dana Kramer, from Watkinsville, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. Listen here, guys. You know, this is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. And we are going to celebrate how positively we live our lives. And I can't think of any better example than you all. Yes, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to share our story with everyone. Thank you for having us, and I'm excited to share my story. Well, let's just go ahead and kick off with it. Levi, introduce yourself to our guest. So my name is Levi Urban. I'm eight years old. I have cerebral palsy. What I'm going to be doing today is talking to you guys. I promise I'm going to start off nice and simple and easy, okay? Tell us about school. What's going on at school right now, hon? I'm doing good. Um, and we're thinking about like things such as devices, so I won't have to do the writing on my papers, so I won't fall behind and stuff like that. From what I understand, you are in a mainstream class, and do you have someone that's perhaps helping you? Yes, I have a pair pro. Her name is Miss Worley. That is pretty much how it works. Miss Worley is his um, in-classroom pair pro. So she's in the classroom to help Levi and the other students as they need it. He used to have a one-on-one aide, but we've since moved up to just having like the in-class pair. So she really helps Levi with verbal cues, transitioning, um, what else, lunch tray, etc. She's amazing. She is my right-hand man. I we couldn't do this without her. We give a you mean lot. Right-hand, right-hand woman. woman. Yeah. yeah. We give a lot of credit to Rita Worley. She is absolutely an amazing woman. Which school do you go to, Levi? I go to um, South Jackson Elementary School. And about how many kids are there in your class, huh? 26 in math, because we have a student that comes over, but total in all other subjects would be a tw- total of 25. And what's your favorite? My favorite subject would be probably math. So what's this I hear about robotics? Can you tell me about robotics? What I do is I'll enter this simple coding app, but um, we will drag these blocks over and then connect to our robot, and then it will tell it what to do. So robotics is an after-school club. Let's see, the school competes, right? Yeah, we compete. Fun fact, we are actually having competition the next Wednesday. Oh, wow. So we're going to go to robotics that day, and then later at 9, we're going to the competition. That's exciting. I didn't even know that. Basically, they have like a maze, and they do coding to get their robot to go through the maze and get to the end, the finish line, right? Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of complicated rules to competitions, such as you can't get on the mat and anything like that. A lot of stuff that you had to learn. Because then you'll get disqualified and like stuff like that probably be sitting here for an hour if i talk about it all <laughs> okay so let's move on from robotics then dana i guess it's social media that brought us together um so we got instagram yeah in august i think is when we started his i have a facebook and so a lot of our started out family and friends would look at our facebook 
And then Levi was trying to take over my Facebook account. So we just decided. My let's... mom made me an Instagram. Yes. So I have my own platform on social media. Totally. But we kind of do it together. Obviously, he's eight. I do manage everyone that talks to him or anything like that. But I think we saw your Raisin Kellen on Instagram. And it was just. But uh, my mom um, says that I will be able to learn it when I get older. Yeah, maybe when you get a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> but Dana, I think what really kind of attracted me to your guys' page was the fact that you all are always doing something exciting, something that I'm like, I can't believe these guys are doing this. <laughs> uh, the I Fly event that you guys did, um, I think about two or three months ago. Tell the listeners about that because that is something totally foreign to me um, and I would love to learn more about that concept. We have a friend, his name is Landon, and it was his birthday party. And his mother reached out. We have a place here in Atlanta called iFly. It's an indoor skydiving facility. Landon, our buddy, is a little bit more severe. And his mom called and made sure that they accommodated the special needs. So she called Levi and invited us. That was a pretty awesome day. It was so cool. I remember the anxiety on the way there, and you may have not even known this, Levi, but I was really nervous thinking, you know, how is his muscle tone gonna do inside this air tunnel? Is he going to be able to hold his arm steady? You know, just the normal mother fears. I like to push Levi, but I still am his mom, so I still have those thoughts that you go to. But we got there, and it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, probably one of the funnest things I've ever done in my whole life. That was so fun. What did it feel like being in that air turbine? Oh, let me tell you something hilarious. I was in there, and, my, and on my first thing, my shoe fell off. And the guy went in there, like, swooped up and grabbed it. It was so cool. <laughs> it's an air tunnel, so I think in the bottom is, like, high-powered fans or something and it's blowing the air up. They did like a quick little class to kind of teach them of how to hold their body and little hand signals so the guy can communicate to them inside the tunnel. Because with all the air, you're, you can't communicate. Levi, did you, what did your muscles feel like when you were inside of it? I felt pretty much normal other than I was floating. <laughs> <laughs> and now guys, ESP. Yes, extra special people. All right, tell me more about that. So it's a facility that's close to where we live. We actually found out about it through our Challenger Baseball League that Levi plays on. So there's another boy that everyone in Watkinsville is well-known. His name is Cool Man Colin. He also has cerebral palsy. So Colin told me about ESP, and he said, you know, Dana, I think that Levi would really love this. It's a summer, they do summer camp. So me and Levi went to ESP and we sat down, had a meeting with them. It was life-changing for us. It, it really was. We hadn't found anything yet. That was like our first thing. Challenger Baseball League was our first thing we found. And then it kind of went from there. But ESP gave us so many options. They have summer camps, they do after school programs, like clubs, activities. They do stuff all year long as well, like a fall festival. We go there to get pictures with Santa Claus. It's a lot easier than going to the mall. 
So it's just very accommodating. It's all ages, all disabilities. And they actually just ventured out with a business opportunity for their adult participants. It's called Java Joy. It's like a coffee tent that you rent and like in your business. And then so you get coffee and you get a hug. Coleman Collins in that too. He's one of the first Joy Ristas. It's pretty neat. So it's going to California now. An investor out there picked it up and they're starting it. It's pretty amazing. Can I speak? Yep, you can speak. Okay, so... Speaking of podcasts, ESP has their own podcast. ESP had altered my life. Have you formed friendships with other kids that go to ESP, Levi? That's how I met Landon. Okay, so that's it's definitely been a bonus then, hasn't it? Let's talk about Blaze Sports and the road to the Nationals. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the listeners out there that can't see Levi, he is smiling ear to ear. That's how big this boy smiles right now. Levi, are you good with me kind of talking about play sports? I want to talk about it. It's okay, well then you basketball. talk. Okay, well then tell them about play sports. They want to hear about it. So play sports is this great organization that um, that will give sports to kids, and with my very curious mind, which I was already into baseball. I said, why don't I try about basketball? So I entered a wheelchair basketball. Been playing for about three years. I'm having my first nationals this year that I'm going to. It is in Wichita, Kansas. We are going to fly to Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> and we're going into nationals second in the nation. Hopefully we win first. Very hopefully. <laughs> So, um, like Levi said, it is for, it's for lower extremity disabilities, and it's also um, not just for children, but for veterans as well, which is really cool. And so, that's also located in Atlanta, um, Blaze Sports of America. They give, they also do track, they have swimming, they have rock climbing, so who knows what we'll try in the future. <laughs> A lot. Probably. So Levi, what I've gone ahead and done is that I've written up a blog about all the cool stuff you do. And I've put that on the Raising Killin website. I'm asking all of you listeners out there to please follow these young men and women as they hit the road to Wichita from the 12th to the 15th of March. And please give them your support. So we've talked about the basketball. We talked about uh, ESP. Anything else that you want to tell me about that you're up to, Levi? Now, before we end the show, I wanted to mention this. My Instagram. <laughs> Please go follow me at LeviCPLife. We're going to follow you, okay? Okay. Another thing. This is going to be my first time flying that I remember. As a baby, I flew, but I don't remember that. What were we flying for when you were a baby? For my surgery? I don't quite remember. Do you remember what the surgery was called? The SDR. Yes. So Levi had selective dorsal rhizotomy at two years old. I'd really like to touch on that for a second. The SDR was a game changer for Levi. So prior to two years old, Levi couldn't sit. He didn't really feel pain. So when he would get shots or give blood, there was no crying, no reaction. And the doctors 
called me the goodest kid because I couldn't even feel the shot, so I wouldn't try. Yes. So, but there was so much spasticity, like so much that I honestly, I don't think that he would be walking had we not had this surgery. But so our, um, one of our specialist doctors kind of let us know about it. I did a lot of research and I found Dr. Park at St. Louis Children's Hospital. He is... Congratulations to this man. Yeah, we love Dr. Park. He is an amazing man and I truly feel that God works through this surgeon. Like, oh man, he... He's amazing. So we, you know, if there's any parents out there and your child's young, you have the spasticity, very extensive, you know, I know that parents may be thinking, you know, I don't even know about this cerebral palsy yet. And now I need to think of a surgery, but you send in a very extensive video application to Dr. Park that he reviews and he only chooses candidates that it's going to benefit. So it's not, you're not going into it blindly. You know, obviously he would tell you if it's not going to benefit your child, but we do know a lot of quadriplegics and diaplegics that have had this. So it's readily available and it's something to look into. I, um, let's see. So we had to go out of state and the surgery is not covered by insurance. It was $37,000 surgery. And my great mom over here did a ton of fundraisers and raised the money. I was 28 years old and was in college and I got the call from Dr. Park and they said we Levi's an amazing candidate we want him here can you have the money in one month I mean I said yes we'll be there and I hung up the phone and I went back in my class and I picked up my books and I left and that is the last day that I was in college I quit right then and the next month was just fundraisers like crazy. Which I don't remember this, but she knows. <laughs> I don't. Yes, we did bake sales, golf tournaments. I mean, it sounds unimaginable, but if you're a parent, you can get it done. You know, there's GoFundMe's. There's so many ways. But I just want to touch real fast. I remember when Levi, you know, we got there. And you meet Dr. Park the day before and you speak with this man for, you know, maybe 30 minutes. You meet him, you go back to your hotel and the next morning you come in and you have the surgery. You know, you don't get tons of time or a special moment with this doctor because you're out of state and you're only seeing him for a second. But I can tell you in that 30 minutes with Dr. Park, he brought every concern that I had just to ease. He walked me through what was going to happen. Very knowledgeable man, very great bedside manner. We felt really good going into it. And then the last thing I want to say is, because this was something I'll never forget. When Levi woke up from the surgery, me and my mother and Levi's father were all in the room. I just reached out as a mom to touch him. Like I just wanted to touch my son and, you know, make sure that he's okay. Well, I touched his foot. And he said, ow, mommy, that hurts. And I remember pulling my hand back and the doctor looked at me and he said, it doesn't hurt. It's a tickle. And he's never felt sensation like that. And you were like freaking 
And I just, I don't even remember any of this, but I know you, you were freaking out. I was totally freaking out. <laughs> like the, that was I amazing. So the SDR, Dr. Park goes into the spine and he removes a piece of the bone and he tests the nerve endings that are spastic and he actually cuts those nerve endings. So for Levi, 12 nerve endings were cut and it was almost after the surgery, there was just no muscle strength because they were completely cut. And then we did intense, intense therapy, five days a week, two yes. hours a day. I just remember this because of how like, crazy it was. Yes, to build up the muscle strength. And I think at, it was a very long journey, but I think at four years old, Levi took his very first independent steps with no assistance. What a memory. What would be your take-home message to moms, Dana, and, and dads? I guess I would like to talk a little bit about the, the diagnosis moment. That was a big moment for me. So for I think for any parent, the unknown is obviously very fearful. But when you receive the diagnosis, there's a, a point of processing, you know. And as a mother, I can go back to that day and – you know, for a moment, and Levi, you, let me, this may be confusing to you, but the moms and dads will understand. In that moment, um, everything kind of just stopped. Like, life just stopped. When the doctor told me, you know, Levi has cerebral palsy, and he's never going to walk, talk, eat, sit, sleep, <laughs> go and die. He, he didn't say you were going to die. He just said that he may not walk and talk. And in that moment, it's, it's hard to process that. You, you carry something inside you and you have dreams and aspirations. And look at me now. Right. That's what I want to get at to the parents. And that moment is very hard, but it's not. Always that's, the truth. That's not the end. There's a lot more. And, you know, I, I had to go through a process of accepting it. And I want to say that to other parents, you, you got to accept the diagnosis and you've got to lean on friends and family and Jesus. And you got to look for the positive because it's there. It's just going to be different than you had imagined. And that was really hard just to change. It just changes your aspirations, your thoughts, your dreams, but it's, Turned out pretty awesome. And even I had to say, like, like tell myself, I have cerebral palsy. Let's face that. It's happened. It's done. But I'm not going to let that define me. And that's exactly what I thought in my brain. And so far, that's going pretty good. I would say so, young man. So do you do that? Do you tell your mind, look, brain, I need to do this, so I need to do that? Do you talk to yourself that way, Levi? Oh, my gosh. You could ask my mom. I talk to myself 24-7. <laughs> Levi is an avid talk-to-yourself type of individual. Like, my mom will just hear me speaking to nothing. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> he does a lot of self-affirmations and self, you but know, calming methods. <laughs> like when I'm sitting in my room mad because I just got in trouble, I'm like, okay, let's face it. I'm in trouble. Let's sit here, think about what's wrong about what we did. 
And so emotions are a little challenging at times. That's why he's saying like, for example, if he was in trouble, whereas, you know, uh, well, I don't know, because I don't have a typical child. I'm kind of sad, makes angry. Yeah, I see like typical parents be able to tell their typical child, you know, you know, raise their voice at him or whatever, and the kid gets sad, but they walk away. For Levi, I have to be very careful because he can go from zero to 10 instantly. Like if he can laugh so hard, he can't stop laughing. He can <laughs> cry so hard that he can't stop crying. So emotions are a struggle for him. And he does a lot of the talking to himself and self-calming through that to kind of get through those emotions. Like when my mom raises her voice at me, I start busting out crying. <laughs> but you've come a long way. It's definitely, at a younger age, it was pretty intense. But now at eight, he's really finding his way to control these emotions. And I'm super proud of you for that. Which we still even talk about. Like my mom still has to verbally say, control your emotions. And I have to sit there and like think, Control your emotions, control your emotions, control your emotions. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Dina. So all those parents out there that may have nonverbal kids, the grass is always greener, as you can hear mine on this podcast. <laughs> all right, Levi, what, what do you have to tell um, other young uh, CP warriors out there? What would be your message to them, sir? You can do it. It could be hard, but you can do what you set your mind to, no matter what. Yes, absolutely. Well, guys, um, your story is out on the blog at RaisingKillen.org. Levi, give me your Instagram um, handle again. My Instagram is at LeviCPLife. Please follow me. Dana, any last words, my dear, before we get ready to close out? Yeah, I just want to um, let all the other parents out there know you're not alone in this journey. And so to be strong enough to carry on for your child, I, I suggest, you know, reach out in social media. And, you know, there's plenty of us out there. And you hear all the time it takes a village well, it definitely takes a village with special needs. So reach out, look at other people's journeys, and just know that social media has got This is my question. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to chime in like I was Just um, stay strong for your children and try to find the light and look for the good. And my biggest advice is don't compare. It's just not worth it. Don't compare live in the moment, enjoy the, the milestones as they come, because they're all so important, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you all so much for sitting down and chatting with me this evening. And um, we have come to the end of another podcast. And as always, remember, get to the top of that mountain. This is Marsh Nidus signing off.